Hey guys, in case you haven't listened to it, this is the continuation of our Hannibal episode. We covered three episodes, uh, and it took us a lot of time to talk about it. It's over three hours between all three, so we decided to divide it up by episode. So if you haven't heard the previous episode, go back and check it out. This one will be covering the second episode of Hannibal. It's called Amuse-Bouche, and... It will start right at the beginning of our conversation about that because we've already done all the intros and everything in the previous recording. So, not a place to start because it would be very confusing. But if you've seen the, uh, if you've listened to the first episode already, enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards. It absolutely never agreed to. Episode two, Amuzbush, um, begins with us uh, discovering the murder antler cabin, and we find out about Freddie Lowndes, who is fashionable, powerful, and wonderfully hateable um she is based on another character from red dragon um who is a man played by philip seymour hoffman in the movie which is kind of a great um i want yeah, he set on freddie fire and rolled Lounge. down a hill in a chair yeah i want the freddie lounge spinoff where it's like queen's gambit of her like climbing to the top of like the british tabloids as she proves to be the trashiest and most corrupt of all tabloid journalists I mean, she's out, she's well on her way, right? She is yeah. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that moment where she, where he's just like, man, how many cops have you gotten fired? What the fuck? Yeah, and like she, she really like twinkle toes all over Hannibal's face, and Hannibal's like, can't kill you because be too obvious. Just gonna sit here and think about how I'm gonna cook you. <laughs> um, the, the biggest like asset freddie Lowndes has for her in this entire series is that everyone so publicly wants to kill her that no one can kill her without instantly being a suspect right because then everybody's a suspect like in scream yeah because it's like well who has motive to kill freddie Lowndes? so oh my god so many people <laughs> yeah. let's, have, let's investigate all of them like they all want to do it yeah <laughs> yeah who are our suspects uh Facebook, like oh, all. <laughs> yeah, just look Start up the, with IMDb. the Zuck and go down. All right, here's what you do: go to IMDb, look up this show we're on, look at the cast list. There you go. Let's start investigating. <laughs> yeah, I know Bev didn't kill her. Fucking yeah, get Lance Hendrickson back. Wheel him in on the chair if he won't stand up. <laughs> oh, he's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not standing since AVP. Spoilers, though. I mean, Straight Zeller is the the number one suspect in my book. If I were to, look. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing I is, Beth hundred percent. Beth can keep her mouth shut. Like that's the thing is that I'm sure that Freddie has been banging Bev for this entire time, and she's like, oh yeah, Bev. You know, tell me about your your crime stuff. And Bev is like, no. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of that conversation. Yeah, Bev's also- like. Also, the scene. This is still. This is quite a bit later, but the scene where like they are grilling Bev and Zeller's just like, "You used me, mutter, mutter, mutter." It's oh, like Freddie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. Where Zeller says that to Freddie, it's like, um, she knows. 
She knows she used you. Yeah. Why are you risking saying this in front of your boss? It's the most like passive aggressive yeah. straight guy possible thing to do. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to call you a bitch because I need you to know. Like, <laughs> and Bev is like, she's probably like, oh, yeah, no, she's using me. I'm using her. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Fuck it. Like, Freddie is. Ex- there's nobody in this show that Freddie is not using for her own gain. Yeah. Explicitly. She's openly and honestly. Yeah. I mean, she's a lot like Jack in that regard, too. Because Jack yeah. is super open about it, too. And they're, they're just uh, on opposite sides of it, right? They, they oh. both want the truth, but they, they're, they're, they will murder anyone to get there or throw I've, anyone under the bus. Yeah, they're not, they're, like, not, they're not good and bad, either. They're order and chaos. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I feel like Freddie is good at her job her job just explicitly makes the world worse (laughs) so um so So, uh jack jack desperately wants to get will back out in those baby races um but he has to will has to pass a psych eval first and uh he knows he doesn't even have any current murderers he just wants them there like in reserve ready to go next time they dig up a human mushroom garden yeah (laughs) yeah uh yeah and so uh he's like yeah alana can't possibly do this eval because you guys just have too personal of a relationship knowing full well that alana would like disqualify him absolutely and he's like i'm gonna have Hannibal do it that's Uh, what oh maybe he's trying to make them bang so he doesn't have to listen to alana and be like alana i can't i can't trust your psych evaluation you're banging and then you know will is like can i can we bang, please? I think it's rare that a lot of Hannibal's not-so-subtle manipulation of Jack is just enabling Jack all of Jack's already existing worst impulses. Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of why um, Hannibal's so brilliant at this because he's like, oh, all of your your foibles are laid bare for me to exploit. Well, I feel like Jack is especially easy because he'll just be like, I think we should do this. What do you think, Hannibal? He's like, yeah, I think we should totally do this terrible idea you just had. Yeah. Let me tell you how to do it. Yeah, fucking, you want to bring... You want to just bring (laughs) her back to the murder house without even checking up on it, like, first? Sure. Yeah. Do like killing, Will? Do you like killing? We're going to... I'm going to... I like killing, Will. I like Kill Will. I don't like Kill Will. Well, yes. No, <laughs> yes. I feel like if there's a like if there's a drinking game to Hannibal, it's drink every time Will has a bad dream. Or tell me, Will. <laughs> tell is... me, Will. <laughs> so, uh, tell me, Will. No, Will. I can't do that. Tell me, Will. <laughs> tell me, Emily. Have to, you have what to talk through me front, uh, like in front of your teeth. Tell me, Emily. Tell, tell, me, tell me, what Will. is the next thing? What is? <laughs> tell me, Will. What is the next thing? <laughs> he hit Tony Stark. He's killed my parents. How many people are we going to eat? One people. Uh, 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 two people. <laughs> me and my oh, brother Pietro. <laughs> so, Hannibal. Um, Hannibal and Will have their first conversation in Hannibal's office with its crazy mezzanine full of books. I love it. I love oh, wait, it. No, first too. we have I want Hannibal's have, office as my office. Did we have the scene where Will goes back to his class and they all start applauding for them and then he just starts yelling like no. Bad <laughs> no, students. Bad. 
I fucking applaud for no me. No clapping. Um, yeah, I think we've had that scene so far. <laughs> and then he I, has the worst slideshow ever. It was like, here's Derek Jacob Hobbs dead. Here he is with his daughter. <laughs> like, aren't they cute? I, I gotta be honest, that scene had some big cheaty making chili vibes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Oh, don't you dare praise me. Look at this corpse. I'm out. Yeah. Here's the field kabuki. Um, you know how many times I had to shoot this guy to kill him? Yeah. It was a lot. So many times. Way more than it should have been. Oh, Bev and then had there's... to fix my stance. Well, she made fun of me while doing it. Yeah. And then Bev, Bev is like, Jimmy or no, Zeller said I put all the bullets in acrylic for you, and I I told him he wouldn't think it's funny, and I suggested one of those little bouncy ball office things, and that's where Will's like, oh yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, yeah, well look, Will appreciates good physical humor. Yeah, that's true. He's a he's a big carrot top fan. He likes the prop comedy. <laughs> Don't say that about him. <laughs> Idea of Will being a carrot top fan. I mean, he's. He, ah, he is a baby. I'm just Family imagining. Will definitely murder Carrot Top. I'm just saying. That's like, true. I'm just imagining, like, if it was discussing comedy, Hannibal waxing poetic about Lenny Bruce and Joan Rivers, and then he like, well, it's just like, I like Carrot Top. <laughs> and, then, and then Hannibal kills Carrot Top, so he doesn't have to hear about him anymore. Yeah. By the way, Will's going to try and analyze who killed a Carrot Top, and it's. Facebook. It's all yeah. over Facebook. Yeah. It's <laughs> I know, right? It's like, oh shit, Twitter. Right. I can't. I. This is too much. I well, can't. I was going to run away with you, but then I discovered you own every Dane Cook CD. <laughs> <laughs> I killed him and put him in his prop uh, chest. I cooked Dane Cook. Animals <laughs> <laughs> now Russian. I served carrot top with carrots. Look, <laughs> accents are hard. This IMDb rating, guys, it's going down. It's going down. Tell me, Dave. I think the chicken, is very I think the chicken or the hawk bit. Um, okay, so Hannibal's like, boom, you're sane. Now let's flirt. And then Hannibal puts a lot of cool ideas in, in Will's head. Is like, so Will, do you think that... Um, do you think that we should adopt Abigail? And Will's like, mm, and Hannibal's like, I think we should adopt Hannibal because, yeah. or ha- Hannibal and and Abigail. I think <laughs> and, we should adopt both of us. Uh, <laughs> I think because Hannibal's I was trying I was, to like look at me. We are murdered dads now. <laughs> yeah, like basically the whole thing is like. I feel obligated and responsible and I have emotions. And um, yes, Will's like- I feel obligated. I feel, Absolutely. I feel obligated. And I'm very emotional right now. Can you not see? Can, can't you tell from my eye? This is how I express my emotions. This is my design. <laughs> yes. um, I am crying, so... but on the inside. <laughs> um, and Jack thinks Abigail killed or helped her dad kill. Mm-hmm. And is like, okay, everybody. I want you to make sure. I want to. I want to make sure that I that we know that Abigail killed people. And Jack says, I think Abigail is a murder daughter. And Hannibal says, hmm. And and Alana's like, she's in a coma. <laughs> like, come on. Jack really is like, she's a fucking murder daughter. 
and <laughs> you do whatever you have to to prove she's a murdered daughter. And then Will and Hannibal are like, okay, let's make her a murder daughter then, Jack. And this story is rudely interrupted by a story about a killer who plants mushrooms in people. So <laughs> this what? felt like an X-Files plot. Yeah, because it's basically like one in three are one story and two just happens to be in the way of that story. There's more There's more of these like serial killers of the week. Um, one involves Molly Shannon, which is fucking bananas. I'm but still, they, I think they cut that one from like the original release and like only brought it back for like in oh, streaming. The, yeah. yeah, there's some very triggering stuff about that episode. But um, yeah, I think there was like, oh, here's our episode of Molly Shannon. It's like, oh, a, a school shooting happened because we're in America. That makes sense. So then they're like, let's just let's just not do this one. Let's just skip ahead to the fucking. I like that they're like, that's the, that's the one that's too far. By the way, right? Yeah. yeah. You're just like, yeah, of all the yeah. episodes in Hannibal, I like that. It's like, look, man, this Molly Shannon material is too dark. But there were no nipples. Yeah. Um, so the no the nips. mushroom killer we discover throughout the course of this story is giving people bad medicine for their diabetes so that they go into a coma and then burying them in pig shit and then growing mushrooms on them while they're still alive but in a diabetic coma i will say this in terms of existential terror uh the american yikes the american medical system literally killing diabetics uh not very not a fantastical situation let's say yeah, this is another one of those things where I might add a bit of a trigger warning to that one. Um, you know, the 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 corruption in a lot of these systems being part of the plot, you know, is is upsetting. Like they um, check, like the insulin's so expensive. Imagine paying this so much for your diabetes medication, and then it's just a serial killer trap. Like they get you, like and they drug you and bury you alive. Yeah. Like the worst victim in this off. is that fucker that wakes up when they're unburying him. Like the rest oh, yeah. of them at least die without knowing they've been buried alive and had mushrooms being, you know, grown out of them. That dude, oh man. That man Ugh. no longer had a face. He was Ugh. faceless. Yeah. So Dave. Yo. You're you're our Brian Fuller expert, right? Oh no, not at all. I'm not, I'm barely an expert on myself. Well, okay, still. <laughs> um <laughs> i'm still asking you this question sure shoot what the fuck is brian fuller's obsession with mycelium i mean it's fascinating isn't it though so i don't know i was just watching uh cosmos and it was an episode about that and i was like it was i it was literally last night when i watched episode two and then i watched cosmos and was like this is fascinating that the parallels between the two shows that i'm watching right now is mycelia yeah i don't know because yeah. he had it in star trek discovery too with uh uh, yes, or drive or the mycelia network. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where basically they took like this guy. So this guy Stamets is obsessed with mycelium, mushroom, fungus, whatever, because it is aware or something and it's everywhere. And it's I like how they didn't connect everything. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna change the last name. We're gonna like keep the last name and change the first name. No, they just literally named him first name, last name after a mushroom scientist. Yeah. Right. And then they um, have this whole thing about mycelium. And then I, I like, I go on to watch Discovery and I'm like, dog, this <laughs> Calm is- down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, now, n- okay. So there's this guy <clears throat> obsessed with mycelium mushrooms. Okay, that's interesting. But now it's a warp drive and it's right. the whole basis of the show. 
Look, the mushrooms know you're why, there, Emily. Let me tell you why a mushroom pizza is how you traverse the slices of the multiverse. Because uh, it's reaching out to the mushroom pizza across the multiverse. So when you have a slice of mushroom pizza, you can like grab that slice from another dimension. I mean, I feel like you've just written the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story ever. Like yeah. you can literally have, yes, do it, Ben. Pitch that shit. Yeah. Um, is that from the show? Is that from Star Trek Discovery, the, that explanation? Because it sounds like something that they would use. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is like that the mycelial network connects across like multi multiverse. Right. But does it, yeah. does, does the pizza come into it? No, not yet. No, no. Okay. Not yet. I, I, I for, well, so at uh, being a Brian Fuller expert, I know he doesn't like. That's all I. <gasps> I'm kidding. I don't really. Know okay. <laughs> God damn it! Just, just waiting for Discovery season ten, episode two, which is called Cowabunga. Um, <laughs> I'm also. I watching... wouldn't put it beyond Discovery, though. I mean, come on. For all y'all anime fans, I'm also uh, rewatching Doro Hidoro right now, where the main villain's powers just turn everything into mushrooms. So here's the other thing about mushrooms. You can put electrodes on them and then run them through a sequencer and make music. Cause they like, a se- if you put the electrodes on them and the sequencer will actually like play the pulses that the mushrooms make. That's amazing. I think, I That's think a lot of the appeal of mushrooms is that when you kind of break down what they are and how they operate it, like to a degree, it kind of feels like the most alien life form that still like actually exists on earth yeah there's also a really great line in the scene where they find the mushroom guy uh the mushroom guy's farm where bev is like hey did you find any shiitakes this is also the scene where we're introduced to what a wild horrible bastard freddie lounge actually is uh because she sees Will Graham poking around in these mushroom dead people and walks up to a random police officer who's standing guard and is like, hey, um, I'm the mother of one of these assholes back here. Um, could you tell me what the fuck is going on here and who is that guy? And of course, the, <laughs> the guy is like, sure, let me tell you everything. It doesn't tell her everything because Zeller tells her the rest. I feel like it is a missed opportunity for to not somehow have had Hannibal cook a mushroom dish with like the human mushrooms. Right. Because this feels like the, like, A, it feels like, ooh, more mushroom-based cooking porn. I like the recipes and the cooking, but it also feels like the, it would have been a great way to create a vegan meal that's still cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a side of mushrooms, really. Yeah. Not the main course. It's uh, it's it's the Emma's bush, really. <laughs> That's yeah, that yeah, it is. is. There it is. Uh, Here we are. Um, yeah, I feel like it would have been on the nose a little too much on the nose. Although we did like literally see him cook with the girl's lungs in the I'm previous sure episode. Mushrooms on the nose too. Um, yeah. Well, the guy lost his nose yeah. to the mushrooms. So. So I, you know, I felt. Well, like- I would hate for a Hannibal to lose its trademark subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like 
uh, the the mushroom the mushroom man is what I'm calling Elden Stamets. By the way, I, I actually re, I renamed all the episodes. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's called Enter the Mushroom Man! Exclamation point. That's the name of this episode. Um, <laughs> Sorry, did you say God, that, the Mushroom that, Man or Into the Mushroom Man? Uh, enter, enter yeah. the okay. Mushroom Man. That's definitely uh, the title of the whole episode now. Enter the Mushroom Man. Exit night. So I I did feel like the storyline was very interesting, and it did fall slightly flat when Elden tries to kidnap Abigail yeah, uh, so that he could plant her in the earth and connect her to the mycelia network and then she could become one with the ground Will's going to walk on. It was Will, really- The fact that he did it explicitly for Will, and I'm just like, what is it about Will that just makes every serial killer fall in love with him? <laughs> like he's That's- in- Jared Jacobs was like, yes, you, look at me. You carry my will now. This guy's like, speak. I'm doing it for you. Like, why is Will the most, like, serial killer fuckable bell at the ball? He's baby. He's a feral baby. He also yeah. can understand them. Like, well, so Stamets hears about this whole thing from Tattle Crime. He hears about Will and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, I heard that guy on this totally legit website thing uh can understand serial killers so i'm gonna and then you know he does all this shit um but first freddie lounge is spying on uh will and hannibal as will is seeing hannibal as a psychologist and um the they're they're working out the door yeah and they're working out the whole mushroom connection thing and how the mushroom thing is about connection so they're they're now on board where we are talking about stamets and his, his mycelium shit um and Freddie has scheduled like a, a, um, an appointment with Hannibal under a fake name. And she does this whole thing where she's like, well, I just, I'm looking for a special uh, psychiatrist. I'm very picky. And this is kind of like a bake-off. So I'm just going to interview you and all this kind of stuff. And Hannibal's like, oh, I'm very fond of bake-offs. And, and which is true. Um, and then she's like, oh, cool. Well, all right. So blah, blah, blah. And, and then Hannibal's like, are you Freddie Lowndes? and she's like what the gives away is that she's like after this whole oh i'm just trying things out you know kind of very casual she's like oh but i did read this phd level paper you put out in an obscure like psychological delay journal i mean (laughs) she could be thorough she said she was thorough yeah i i appreciate this scene is the first time that we really see scary hannibal yeah Mm -hmm. the some i don't know what it is that mads mickelson does in this scene that creeps the shit out of me but especially when he's like come sit next to me and it's like oh oh no yeah (laughs) i mean i definitely think it's gonna go horribly for freddie lounge at this point because you can see the monster just kind of bubbling up just just enough right and it is terrifying yeah and it's interesting too because you know we if you've seen like a lot of people have seen Silence of the Lambs and we have seen Hannibal Hannibal Lecter as the Anthony Hopkins Hannibal Lecter with the kind of shit, you know, and he's, he's very evil and spooky. Um, But he is not as sexy as um, Mads Mikkelsen is. How dare you? (laughs) I'm the Hopkins guy. Well, look, he's not the same kind of sexy. It's not like, it's, it's like it's, honestly it's it's the performance they're giving out like yeah. Hopkins, when we i mean hopkins hannibal is someone 
you know, when we see him, he's in a t-shirt, like he's in a white t-shirt. He's in a, he's in like a dungeon, like however sophisticated, like maybe the character is in his backstory. He's presented in this very kind of like monstrous, informal, like setting versus Hannibal, who's just like, or Hannibal, Mickelson Hannibal. I want, I was yeah. going to say Hannibal Hannibal as if he's a more Hannibal. I mean, there's just the the class and the pretension and the poise. So when he does let out just the glimpses of the monster underneath, there's that contrast at work. Yeah, Yeah. there's this bit where, you know, like Anthony Hopkins Hannibal also kind of plays it up where he's like, I've roasted him with a nice Chianti, you know, and he does that little thing and he's kind of playing a role as the the monster the Hannibal the cannibal that everybody knows him as where in this case he's not playing he's not playing up his monstrosity he's a classy ass motherfucker um but you know suddenly he is something else and it I just think that Matt Mickelson is a cryptid from an accent standpoint you also just have that dignity like just Matt Mickelson's uh you know, that Danish accent versus the kind of weird half British, half Southern accent that Hopkins did for the very silence of the lambs. Like again, the whole, it's one of my favorite performances in movie history. uh, But it's a voice that has a much different impact than his voice. Dave, you're going to say something. Oh, no, no, no. I'm good. Sorry. Okay. Um, I I was going to say that it, I think that uh, Hopkins performance in Silence of the Lambs influenced every other iteration of his version of Hannibal. Whereas if the starting point was, you know, the prequel of the Hannibal TV show, you may have gotten a more inclination of a high society serial killer, right? I mean, that's all been stripped away over time. I mean, minor spoilers for what, for later in the series, the show eventually does kind of introduce its own version of like what a, Hopkins style Hannibal Lecter would be in this universe to act as a foil for this new Hannibal Lecter they've created. Well, they do. I'm going to go ahead and say they do Red Dragon um, in their own way. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, if you're familiar with the timeline at all, you know, it builds up to Red Dragon. And I'm going to also say it's the best Red Dragon adaptation I've seen. So, yeah, it's great. I All just right. reached that arc on my watch through. Nice. Um, so yeah, so Hannibal just stares at Freddy and scares the shit out of her and us, and she ends yeah. up deleting like, her. Give me give me that recorder. Okay, now delete the thing from this recorder. And she's like, Yes, yes sir. Yes, <laughs> I will do that. Um <laughs> Which is funny because she she has no problem standing up to the FBI. She's yeah. just like, fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. But when it's Hannibal, she's like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Jack Crawford has her tied up on a bed by with like three different FBI officers. And she's just like, I'd appreciate it if you did. And, you know. Right. right. The only way Freddie Louds makes it to even survive to the first episode of the series is for some freakishly good survival instincts that lets her know who she can fuck with and who she absolutely cannot fuck with yeah and uh, when she can can and cannot fuck with them 
Yeah. And uh, so this is, this is followed up by a lovely dinner scene um, with, with Jack. Um, he's, he's loving, he's loving that food. Let me tell you, he doesn't know what he's eating, but he's loving it. Yeah. Jack is just all starry eyed and being like, this is great. And Hannibal's like, Oh, you should bring your wife last next time. I'd love to have to, you both for dinner. Uh, uh, uh. And then um, that was me winking, by the way. Every, if, wouldn't that be awful if every time I winked, I went, uh. <laughs> I do wish there's the, I, I do wish there's the option to Hannibal to have it where every time he makes a double entendre implying eating or killing someone. There's the option where Mads Mickelson just turns to another camera and winks. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the, the, the I want to have you for dinner. Camera shift. Wink. Well, they, Twinkle. They, no, we it's just like Shakespearean asides. The whole thing like, pauses and he just delivers a speech explaining why that's a double entendre. <laughs> you see, I'm a cannibal. Just like the like going on in the background. It's every time he fucking drops one of those puns. And I love that, like in this scene, both like both Jack and Hannibal are sure that they are the main character of some sitcom, and they're very different sitcoms. Like Jack is giving like his whole like one man show about his marriage and how he married his mother and his wife can't cook and neither could his mom. And Hannibal's like, hmm, I'm going to make a series of double entendres about how I'm a cannibal and I'm going to eat you. They're in two very different episodes of WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also where Jack reveals that he has lost somebody in the field, which um, comes into play later. Foreshadowing. But, yeah. um, but it is irrelevant because, you know, uh, Will is Jack's precious little teacup. And, you know, Hannibal doesn't want it to break in a certain way. Blargy's here. The Blargy stone. He's a kitty. (laughs) Say hi, kitty. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Freddie publishes the story about Will. um, And they try to to raid the pharmacy to uh, catch Stamets. And Stamets has been uh, clued in about this by by Freddie's story. um, And runs off at the last minute they do determine that stamets did not take his car though and bust into the car to find uh you know a a person already buried in pig shit in the back of the car he named this character and the star trek mushroom guy stamets wow all right brian fuller right we we see what's up so (laughs) obviously because all of this is in the same canon with itself this guy is some kind of Ancestor, ancestor of, of damn it yeah there you go there's your winner he passed his so, soul on through the through the mycelium oh my god dave wouldn't that be amazing if that guy's consciousness gets traveled into the future through the mycelia and then winds up killing everyone on discovery what yeah or or somewhere in an ocean they discovered some dudes <laughs> um anyway <clears throat> yeah this is also where we discovered that this guy has been uh switching people's drugs out so that he can uh knock them out and steal them and turn them into mushroom beds which is really really fucked up um and so uh, after discovering that this guy has been reading freddy's site on his uh his work computer which really just seems like bad work etiquette uh to read the serial <laughs> killer news site on your on your pharmacy computer um they go and uh, raid Freddy's place. 
um, and confront her about uh, all the shit that she's done. And she sells out the one local policeman who did tell her some stuff and does not sell out Zeller, but Zeller is determined to uh, <laughs> determined to basically call her a bitch at the scene. And um, yeah, you know, then everybody storms off. Um, yeah, and uh, they this this is then. Uh, Will has a nightmare about the stag while at the hospital by Abigail's bed. Uh, and Freddie. This is goes, a John Mullaney bit. There is a nightmare stag loose in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but it's oh. really Alana. Well, he does have a, he does during this, um, he was dreaming that he was killing yeah. Abigail, I think, in this one, wasn't he? Or was he? Or is that later? I don't know, but I just love that this isn't even Will's sleep demon, sleep paralysis demon's final form. Um, Nightmare stag eventually evolves into the girl has an excuse to be in the room with Will, but not somehow not have contact with him. Um, and Will refers to himself as Jack Crawford's crime gimp. I missed the first few times through. (laughs) I feel like it's probably how Jack also refers to Will. Oh my boy! Oh, um, Crime Gimp Teacup. No, he has so many nicknames. Crime uh, Gimp coming soon to Fox. Uh, <laughs> he what is, a, is, is Trump, is, Are they giving that show to Trump? Is that what you're talking about? The Crime no. Gimp. Sorry, I got political on you. That's great. Um, I was yeah. only imagining like it's like Lucifer or Castle, where the LA, where the NYPD homicide detective has to team up with like. The gift for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Does he just grunt, he grunts directions to the butt? Mm. Yeah. Like that? Oh, cool. Yeah, like he just grunts and then it's like, you're right, it was the baker all along. I mean, that's that's the next season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine right there. That's good shit. That's why it's the last season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he oh. had me until the crime gimp. I was just seeing that, like... One of them's a cop, one of them's a gimp. <laughs> Together, with, like, all the of the crimes. Crime gimp. <laughs> Come at nine, 9, 8 central. <laughs> you said it, buddy. <laughs> um, Man, I can't wait to find out the conspiracy behind how the cop's dad died, because the cop's dad always died in that show, and it always turns out to be some criminal conspiracy behind it. Oh, no, I think that the dad's been hiding out as a gimp. That's the, <laughs> That's the twist. Yeah, the, twist. The, the gimp is the dad. She's, yeah, searching, yeah. she's searching for her dead dad, not knowing it's her gimp partner. Oh, it's oh, like yeah. Detective yeah. Pikachu. In a very special episode, it'll get revealed, and they're gonna have that family reunion that she's always wanted. Emily yeah. and I had the same realization, which is that that's the plot of Detective Pikachu, but with a gimp instead of Pikachu. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, hard to quip through a ball oh. gag, though. <laughs> Just holds up signs. Ryan Reynolds would I find believe in Ryan Reynolds. I Ryan believe Reynolds in Ryan Reynolds. The, Ryan Reynolds. You can totally get Ryan Reynolds as like the voice of the gimp if you tell him that we'll make a big deal out of marketing him, but he only has to like grunt <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I think I think Ryan Reynolds plays both characters in like his most ambitious movie ever. He's the gimp <laughs> and the detective. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's long lost. The and gimp, it is his dad. The gimp and the dick. <laughs> oh. 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 So Speaking of a 
I guess a dick who is a dick. Uh, we meet the fi- the soon to be fired cop who confronts Freddy. He's not uh, a dick. Well, I, meant, I, meant dick, I meant dick in the old school slang for a detective. Oh, okay. Yeah. He shows up and is like, ah, you got me, you got me put on suspension. And she's like, mm, you're going to get fired. I've got connections. I can get you a thing. Uh, and he's like, how many cops have you gotten fired? And she's like, ah, you just got shot. <laughs> yeah. Like in broad fucking daylight at this motel or whatever, fucking Stamets comes up and he's like, blah, tell me about Will Graham. And she's like, back up. <laughs> I will say that spinoff freddy's angels about freddy sending all the cops she's gotten fired out onto her own like missions oh my god that's really good and one of them's a kip (laughs) um yeah i i i appreciate the precision with which stamets ends this conversation he just like walks up and just shoots this guy like does not even make a deal of it he's like i want to know more about will graham I did not feel like waiting my turn to have this conversation. By the way, how long was the conversation that he had about Will Graham? Because, I mean, obviously it couldn't have been very long. It was a broad daylight execution, right? In the middle of the street. Is he going to like have a 20 minute conversation with her? Or is he going to be like, I mean, what does he hope to glean from her right there? She must say like, oh yeah, Abigail Hobbs is at this hospital. Here's the address. By the way, he loves Abigail Hobbs and then also Abigail Hobbs. Like that's another one that I'm like, okay, yeah, not yeah. e. Like, <laughs> Freddie is like, you know what you should do? You should go murder this girl that he's close to. I'm sure that would bring you guys closer together. You you want connections, right? He's like, you know what gets us closer? Mycelia, out, yeah. and he's just gone. Yeah. yeah, really weird, really weird. Yeah, so uh, Crawford discovers that this has happened, and you know that she's told him she's told this guy everything. Uh, calls uh, calls Will at the hospital. Will runs back, and she's already been stolen. This is a very quick precision like series of events here. She's already been stolen. He runs down the stairs and finds Stamets just as he's getting ready to leave the hospital and shoots him just once this time and accurately. Uh, Bev Bev's lessons has apparently uh, worn yeah. off. They've they've been they've done a great job. Bev yeah. moved his elbow just enough that he could shoot a man without having to do it ten times now. Um. Yeah, I mean, he still can't do it ten times. He just feel like it. Then. And Stamets yeah. is like, "But my celium <laughs> He's like, "No, no, like, no, no I don't no, want no, that." No, no, no. Sorry, I was this Alaska, Alaska. <laughs> I mean, that really it. is his whole argument. It's like, "But the mushrooms." Will's like, "They're connected." You just pulled a Star Trek four, but. Your magic isn't working here. Not yet. It's not the 26th century or whatever. Uh, but um, so they, this happens. And then Will's back in the office with Hannibal. And, and Hannibal's like, tell me, Will. Who killed the guy. And Will's like, well, I didn't kill. I, no. Yes. That's correct. I was dead at the time. I don't. And then um, uh, they say something about how he's basically like up shit creek without a paddle and then will says to hannibal and it's not that it's not that specific wording but he's like he's out on the water without a paddle and then he says (laughs) that's that's what hannibal kind of suggests in this situation metaphorically and will says you're supposed to be my paddle (laughs) 
<laughs> so when I was showing the show to Miranda and and Miranda's like, I this show can't get gayer. And I'm like, oh, oh, friend, oh yeah. my friend. This I have show has not even begun to get gay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, on rewatch of these three episodes, I was like, there's nary a hint, really. It, it feels like a, a, a very gory network show, right? But it yeah. doesn't feel like it's pushing that boundary. It's really not until season two that it gets like full on, like the gay murder husbands that we know and love. Yeah. 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 Well, and so um, there's also this scene here where they have a conversation about God and how God loves to kill. And he dropped a roof uh, on a bunch of people singing hymns in Texas, um, which is a bit uh, troubling at this point in time. Uh, but this this also lays some groundwork for some some themes later. But, you know, he says that. Uh, um Will says, do you think God felt good when he killed those people? And then Hannibal says, we felt powerful. Um, and uh, that's that's how we end uh, episode two, the amuse-bouche. Yes. Progressively Horrified was created and produced by Jeremy Whitley. This episode featured Jeremy Whitley, Ben Kahn, Emily Martin, and Dave Dwanch. All opinions expressed by the commentators are solely their own and not intended to represent the intent or opinions of the filmmakers, nor do they represent any of the employers, institutions, or publishers of the commentators. Our theme music is Epic Darkness by Mario Cole 06 and was provided royalty-free from Pixabay. Support us on Patreon or contact us on Twitter at ProgHorrorPod or by email at progressivelyhorrified at gmail.com. Thank you.